All right, so uh, here we are uh, with uh, Matt uh, Roberts. Uh, welcome, Matt. Uh, welcome here. We are uh, at the podcast at the at the Me event here in Utrecht in in the Netherlands. And uh, well, you're going to be our final keynote speaker today, right? Uh, I guess that's uh, that's pretty exciting news for all of us here. Uh, but well, I mean, I would like to uh, give you a bit the chance uh, in a minute to introduce yourself, uh, where you come from, what you work for, what is Formula E. Okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm Matt Roberts. I am the Business Intelligence Director at Formula E. Um, today I'm going to talk a bit around how Formula E has evolved over the last kind of 18 months in terms of insight and data from where we were when I joined in September 2021 to where we are now. Um, uh, actually, we were probably in a place where we had very little and now suddenly we have a very um, yeah, uh, sort of a great program of research and insight that I can share with everyone today and I, I look forward to sharing it um, and some of the experiences we have from the, the last 18 months. That's really good. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I will have the chance to, to mention this actually while at the presentation, uh, but as part of the of the SMR team, as, as, as I am, I, I was actually reminded that uh, the Formula E uh, presentation already won best paper at our uh, 2020 uh, for our 2020 conference. So uh, we still we still remember. If I have the chance, I will I will try to shoehorn that in the, in the presentation. But it was already very interesting, and and for what I can see in the last few years it has it has also developed way further right uh, so um, would you like maybe to explain a bit well what is the basic idea what what you do and how it applies to uh, formula e in particular yeah i mean so yeah i mean my area is everything um, data insights so all market research projects all data analytics projects um, all reporting general how well the company's performing from a TV and from a digital point of view and then we also um, from my area run the CRM function as well so we have all the data sort of filtering through the business intelligence team uh, and that data is used for reporting but it's also used to um, help the business answer strategic questions so it should be raced in Tokyo or should we race in South Africa? Should we um, have a 45 minute race or a one hour race? And, we, and, and a lot of those questions, they come to us and we will go back with recommendations based on the data to help inform those decisions. So it's, uh, yeah, data is very much at the center. Whereas a few years ago, it, it, it really wasn't quite as, as important as it is now. So exactly. It, it, and for what you mentioned, uh, also the, your, your role has moved on from, um, from an eminently descriptive area in which you were identifying perhaps uh, some um, um, some opportunities, where to raise, where the where the best audience would be, uh, to also a more strategic role on where we ought to be going, what the prediction may be, or what is the the, the market saying, right? Do you see a shift in the in the role as well in that in that uh, sense? Yeah, very much so, and I, I think it's quite interesting. Back from when I started, kind of 20 years ago. Uh, the, the model of kind of research and insight would be you would commission an agency, you would get a presentation which would be 50 slides long, you'd all sit in a room, no one had phones in those days so you had to sort of pretend you were listening and <laughs> people would get bored, you looked at a room and now everything is kind of much more strategic so our stakeholders they want five slides or five bullet points with what's the answer to the questions they need to answer, they don't want 50 slides of f flavour, they just want the answers to what they need so yeah so very much so um, we're a team 
the world is very fast moving. We get lots of questions, we get lots of requests, um, and we have to come up with quick answers. And, and actually, it's less now about doing these big presentations. It's more about providing the answers that help inform those decisions across all the different areas of Formula E. Yeah, I, th I think that also aligns uh, pretty much with um, at least my own perception, right? Uh, in, in my work as an, as an analyst at, at ASMR, um, I have seen also a little bit that shift, or at least the need for that shift, and that was also part of my of my presentation today to try to present this idea on uh, the importance of on the, of the reporting area, uh, and and how probably in the in the past the function was um, yeah largely descriptive um, to how the role is now a bit more on kind of like trying to look ahead and trying to look or ahead or rather beyond and see what the impacts of the insights are. So um, I, I think I could say that I, that, that, I, that I have seen something a bit similar. Um, there is another, um, another question that I, that, I, that I see that is being raised uh, as well, with, um, particularly with uh, all these decision makers. As you're reporting the findings, how do you, um, what is the trick? How to make an impact on, on, on those decision makers? They, at the end of the day, they are the ones. Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough thing. And it's something that I think over the last 20 years, I've had to learn, you know, one presentation now, one size doesn't fit all, fit all. So you can't just go in a room and go, here are 30 slides. And that's going to keep everyone happy and make people listen to you and make people engage with your content. But I think a lot of it is building those relationships with all the different stakeholders, finding out what their needs are, finding out what their desired deliverables are as well, and tailoring your content to those teams. So, you know, the CEO, he may want five bullet points. So you send him the five bullet points. The head of strategy, he may want a 30-slide presentation with all the detail. So great, you get, you get him, him the detail. Um, the marketing team, they may want three slides on their key question. And you just make sure you, can't, you build those relationships, you know exactly what they want from their presentation. And then, to me, I think that, that has a... Um, it really helps to kind of build their trust with you as well because you listen to them and you give them what they want and then on top of that we do lots of other things at Formula e, like we have a, a newsletter that goes out every week with the key things that people need to know from that week we have a you mean an, an internal yeah an internal uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, we do a monthly drop-in session so people can come in and they can see the latest projects that we're doing so we just it's all about relationships and building our visibility because actually after all we are a we're kind of like an insight team an insight agency within a business right we sure. we need to get clients and our sure. clients are just our internal people they're not paying us but we need to have their buy-in because otherwise yeah. you know in a minute there's if they if they feel like we're not offering value then our team will be cut and we'll lose people True. so um it's really key that we get that visibility we, we build that client relationship and so it's very much like that kind of partner relationship type. Yeah, role. I can imagine that that's really important, right? At, at the end of the day, the the more you know your clients, the more you can also uh, tailor yes, the, exactly. the yeah, deliveries yeah. Uh, to that particular client, even if it's an individual person. But if you know what that person needs to see yeah. and wants to see, it's it's way yeah. easier. And I think a lot of inside people spend a lot of time just doing the doing so you know setting up these great projects with great complex methodologies with yeah you know, tons of slides of data and and then they kind of forget about the communication and the communication to me is actually 80 percent should be 80 percent with the doing 20 percent the communication yep. is the most important bit because i I dread, I dread to think over the last 20 years how much research I've seen that hasn't been used. I mean, and that's just me working at five different places. So me times 
however many people work in our industry, there's going to be a lot of work out there, the great work that no one has seen because people don't prioritise the communication of that work. And I think that's really key. If there's anything to take away today, that's my recommendation. Yeah, true, true. And there, and there is, I, I think that links a lot to um, one of the most usually one of the most popular types of, uh, of uh, presentations that we see at events, which is all this idea of storytelling. Like everybody's basically dying to convey as effectively as possible the, the findings, but maybe at the end, it's not so important to convey all the findings, all the research, everything that you have done. What you need to convey is uh, the conclusion, right? The final idea, the application, right? Yeah, and what people need to do. And also I think, The other thing I, I've kind of learned over as I've got more senior is that the levels of data literacy within businesses varies depending on the person and the team. So again, one size fits all just doesn't work because you not only you need to understand what communication those those kind of internal clients want, but you need to understand their level of data literacy. So a lot of our work is is turning kind of complex data into like easy everyday speak for people who aren't particularly data literate so they understand and then they go ah right great i can use that to to do x y and z and that's how they do it so i think that that's another real key part of our role is is educating and being able to explain data in a very simple way even if it's a very complex project but but yeah you know, this is quite complex but for you it means x y and z and exactly it, yeah. yeah i see um Another area that I wanted to touch upon is the is the application of uh, of technologies that we have seen that they have completely di completely disrupted the industry. Um, it seems that every month we are talking about a, a whole new way of doing things that may completely overhaul the industry. Um, do you see that that is some that that I guess that helps? To what extent does that help? Does that hinder? And is it? Uh, a bonus point also when explaining uh, the, the results and findings uh, to to your client, right? Uh, or maybe they don't care. Yeah. No, I, I think it does help. And actually, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who, if you go back again, you know, a decade or, or 20 years, it was all, you know, 90% of the work we did was surveys, you know, market research surveys. And um, yeah, we asked X, X number of people and X percent said X and Y, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, We've moved on. We're much more complex now. Uh, you know, we, we've got data analysis projects. We've got things like Formula E where we do lots of neuro research. We galvanic skin response testing. Um, we do like we have these sensors, Wi-Fi sensors that we place around our circuits. We can track how people are moving around. Um, but they're all again, they're quite complex. It goes back to my previous point is that that we have to find a way to explain that new technology within our findings in a very simplistic way sure. but when we do and we nail it the stakeholders they go wow this is something i've never seen before and i absolutely love it it's it's innovative it's much better than a survey because survey just says 40 of people said this but this is telling me how people actually behaved or how they were moving around or how they passively engage with a formula e race or whatever so I think it. I think it only helps the industry that mm -hmm. we become. It feels that we become more scientific, and we're a bit. It's less just about kind of the kind of previous um, kind of reputation of research was like people with a, a clipboard and pen and asking people in the street questions. We've moved away from that. Sure. We are much more innovative, and I think it, it's great. But again, going back to my previous point, sometimes 
we have these technologies and these innovations, but we need to, again, find a way to explain them in a very simple way because they are, after all, quite, you know, neuro research is quite complex. Uh, spatial analytics, which is the Wi-Fi sensors we have, again, quite complex. We yeah. have to find a way to explain in a, in a simple way that, that our clients understand and can use them moving forward. True, true. I think also perhaps the um, w one of the issues or one of the fears people used to have with the application of technology was that maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but at the, at the past they may think that uh, something like questionnaires was going to be substituted with just one other type of technologies. But what actually has happened is that nowadays, uh, also given the cost and, the, and the, the easiness of implementation, that we can basically take, you just gave uh, five examples of the bat, of technologies that, that, that you're uh, applying and how the, the combination of all five allows you to perfectly track your audience. Yeah, and I, look, it's not, it's not the death of the survey because we still do surveys mm -hmm. and I think surveys is key, but I think surveys have a function in terms of often adding a bit of kind of color in terms of why people say what they say or um but often if you said to someone where were you at this time on this day people haven't got a clue and, and a lot of the work we ask lots of questions like that in surveys like you know did you visit a fan zone at a formula e race or did you did you um I don't know, did you watch practice session or did you do this? And a lot of people say they did, but then we have these sensors which tell us exactly how many people were in the fan zone and not, the number never tallies up to the survey because yeah. I think people, they try their best in surveys to answer truthfully, but sometimes it's really hard to understand for them to remember what they did, when they did or where they even were. Was that, actually, was that a fan zone or was it just a, a food stall or whatever? True. Um, so for us I think it's using the technology alongside surveys so we could find out the actual numbers of how people have um, engaged when they've been at our races in terms of going to fanzos going to food stores going wherever and then using the research alongside to kind of go and how was the food and how was the fanzone was it good bad how can we improve it and that's where surveys tell us what the technology doesn't tell us yeah true true I do recall that there was like this uh Like, like this famous comment of, if I barely remember what I had yesterday for dinner, how do you expect me to, to remember how I was feeling at any moment exactly. in time? Right? But you'll remember your, if your experience was good or bad. As a whole. But yeah, yeah, but to remember, yeah, like you say, exactly where you were. And we are, I mean, I've seen some, like, I, I, I occasionally, like, I'm a member of a few panels just because I'm nosy and I like to see what surveys other people are doing. Um, and... I get sent some surveys and I, I just go through them. I'm like, this is terrible. It's really bad. And it's like asking me if I listened to a radio station yesterday between 9 and 10 a.m. or uh, And yeah, what did I do yesterday afternoon between 3 and 4 p.m.? I don't know. I can't remember. Right? And I just make up an answer. And, and I think that's the danger of, of some surveys that we do. And, and probably not using technology where we should use technology and using surveys where we should use surveys. Absolutely, exactly. I guess that this is all part of the, you know, the massive learning yeah. curve and the constant uh, changing, the, all the constant development yeah, of, exactly, the, yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Well, um, no, I think, I think this, this, whole, uh, this whole area uh, is uh, very, very interesting, especially in such a sport uh, like, like Formula E, which has, has grown so much and has changed so much as well in, in just a, a span of a few yeah, years, like right? Nine years, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think we will hear a bit more, a bit yeah. later in, in, in your keynotes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, will, I would like to thank you for, uh, for sitting with me, for having this, uh, this brief uh, yeah. chat. Uh, so thank you so Great. much. Uh, thank you very much. So we had with us. See you very soon. Yeah. Yes. Again on stage. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye.